Rodney Jane here. At Bob Jane T-Mart, get spring holiday savings. Buy three tyres and get the fourth absolutely free. Plus, up to $150 instant cash back on trusted tyre brands like Bridgestone, Yokohama, Goodyear, BF Goodrich, Michelin, Zenon and Motorsport X. Alloy wheels from only $125 and tyres from just $69. All with our best tyre price guarantee. We'll look after you. Test and C's apply. This is Parked Up Plus, the place of pace for motor racing news, powered by race fuels in association with Bob Jane T-Marts. From supercars to club racing, race fuels keeps Australian motorsport moving, supplying premium products when and where racers need them, and fueling the latest news and views is Parked Up Plus. Each week, multi-award winning journalist Mark Fogarty brings the big stories and talks to the big names. If it matters in motorsport, you'll hear it first, right here on Parked Up Plus. Coming up, AGP excitement and nonsense. The P word is back. Supercar's parity war just won't go away. And Jamie Wincup, he's still grumpy about that Newcastle disqualification. All this and more, straight ahead on Parked Up Plus. Here's folks. Hi there, race fans. Well, between Formula One and supercars, there was plenty of action and controversy at Albert Park. The action was largely unintended, as both F1 and supercars suffered procedural foul-ups that dominated the outcomes. Formula One's surging popularity attracted record crowds, 444,000 over four days, only for the Australian Grand Prix to finish in chaos. Three restarts saw Max Verstappen trundle home ahead of Lewis Hamilton and Fernando Alonso amid much confusion. And now... The race organisers have to answer to the World Motorsport Governing Body over spectators surging onto the track before the F1 cars had left the circuit following their tame final lap behind the safety car. Over in supercars, relegated to third rank status among the support race categories behind FIA Formula 2 and F3, the four sprint races were dogged by well, let's list them. The wet race tyre loophole, Mustang fires, shortened races and car wrecking crashes. Two wins to Brody Kostecki amid the madness and a victory each for Shane Van Gisbergen and Brock Feeney as Triple Eight begrudgingly rebounded from losing its first race 1-2 at the Newcastle 500. And, of course... The P-word return. Parity, a major discussion point, as Ford teams met over the weekend to come up with a battle plan to address ongoing engine performance concerns. In a nutshell, the Mustang squad still think the Chev Camaro has better high-speed engine response in racing conditions. Seriously, this argument will do your head in. But it's not going away as DJR team boss David Noble confirmed. Yeah, well, look, there's been lots of meetings. I mean, we've been meeting with supercars as well throughout the weekend. So, we look, 
with the extra testing that we went to tomorrow, we knew there was going to be ongoing discussion. So it's not anything unusual, I don't think. I think it's just in the norm of what we'd spoken about to, to get to that point. They were great to be able to get to tomorrow to give us more aero. Now there's probably some more discussions to be had around the engine. More from Noble later about DJR's partial recovery at Albert Park. To help quieten Gen 3 parity critics, Supercars is measuring the car's centre of gravity. The test is happening on Monday and Tuesday at Tickford Racing's factory, where Supercars' COG test rig has been set up. A car from each of the teams that built their own Gen 3 chassis was held back for what should be the final fine-tune of the process to equalise the weight distribution of the Camaro and Mustang, which so far has been a rule of thumb set up just to get the cars over the line. Supercars is confident computer design modelling will confirm that the car's centre of gravity is close to equal, needing only a minor adjustment of chassis ballast location at most. Meanwhile, investigations are ongoing into the repairability of the new cars after crashes required extensive and costly rebuilds, as well as the engine fires that resulted in the last race at Alba Park adopting a single-file rolling start. Now, that was the result of safety concerns expressed by many teams agreed after late-night meetings on Saturday ahead of the final mid-morning race. And that early timing of the Sunday finale at Albert Park, well before most fans had arrived, only added to the discussion about Supercar's place on the AGP program. The V8s were downgraded, with their transporters outside the circuit, well outside the circuit, to make room for the F2 and F3 paddock. As well, team merchandise sales were restricted to a far-flung entry gate, among many other deprivations. It was the last of Supercar's current deal to race at the AGP, with an option for a two-year renewal on the table. There are now concerns Supercar's will be further marginalised by a plan to upgrade the pit facilities at Albert Park, with F2 and F3 taking over Supercar's prime secondary spot. F1's booming popularity means Supercar's, which is, well, so far, has been paid to race at the AGP, is arguably no longer a prime draw card. Opinion in the Supercar's paddock is divided. Some teams regard it as a must-have event. Others resent being relegated to minor support race status. But Supercar Supremo Shane Howard says a new AGP deal from next year is worth it, despite the compromises. Look, I think it's positive. Um, obviously, we, we, we want to be here. It's a big stage. Um, incredible event. It's just a phenomenon on, you know, where... Formula One at the moment, and you know the crowds that it's generating, and the new new interest in motorsport in general, and you know we we absolutely want to be part of that. And I think the intent, you know, from uh, AGP would be for us to to continue. Um, 
and uh, yeah, we look forward to those opportunities. You know, obviously we're you know both parties will assess um, the event, uh, and uh, and and then but you know I, I would think that we're in a yeah, I think uh, we're going to put on a good show here. We, we, we provide a lot of diversity in their program um, now, which is, I think, a good thing. Um, yeah, and uh, there's certainly a lot of interest uh, in, in our new cars here. So, According to Howard, the teams are happy to endure secondary status just to perform in front of such a huge audience. With every street circuit, there is a lot of compromise, right? You know, you look at uh, Gold Coast, you look at um, Newcastle, where we can't have our, our trucks and things in behind. Um, but they're so important, you know, to be to be and race at because they just open your sport up to such a wide, diverse demographic and you know, big you know, big numbers of fans. So um, yeah, we we we've got compromise in, in what we're doing, but obviously. Um, F2 and F3 got some compromise there as well. So, but I think we, you know, an AGP come up with a good solution um, for us to be able to operate, both all parties to operate. So I think we're, you know, we're, we're comfortable with, um, and just, yeah, it's good to be here really. I think, as I said, Formula One at the moment uh, is, is a phenomenon. And when you can attract the sort of crowds and the interest of that event, and the, I think you 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 look back um, at this event, you know, uh, yeah, there was they had a lot of you know, abundance of space. It's a it's a big precinct, right? But with success, um, it, it, it comes with these. You know the 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 precinct is 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 really uh, it's got a lot of infrastructure in there now. It's it's um, and yeah, and that's a product of success. And we're just happy to be on the program. Um, we want to be here, and we want to put a good show. And yeah, a little bit of compromise. Yeah, yeah we we're, we're good with it. More from Shane Howard about other supercars issues still to come. Still on supercars, the Gen 3 prototypes have been sold to a collector. The Camaro and Mustang test mules are no longer needed as any further development work can be done with actual race cars. Now, supercars has been coy about offloading the now redundant Gen 3 prototypes, not officially confirming that they've been or will soon be sold. But we're reliably informed that the Gen 3 prototypes funded by supercars to the tune of millions of dollars are on the market. Of course, they can't be raced, even in the future when Gen 3 races are eligible for Super 2, so they're destined for a collection or a museum. And that's one move you won't read about yet on V8 Sleuth. It was a breakout weekend for supercars hardman Brody Kostecki, scoring his first two race wins and winning the Larry Perkins Trophy, just pipping Shane Van Gisbergen on overall round points. Kostecki now leads the Drivers' Championship as his Erebus Motorsport squad also tops the team's table.
Gostecki is taking his ascension in his stride, not thinking about being a title contender. Oh, to be honest, I didn't, you know, obviously care about the championship, but I just live day by day. Um, I didn't even know what tyres we had until we come here in the round, so I sort of just take each race as they come. Uh, you've got been showing pace since pre-season testing, and as you said, you got it together more in the races here. So, I mean, that must make you feel confident that you're, well, at the very least, you're going to contend at every race meeting from now on. Yeah, I think definitely. Um, yeah, it's, you know, we went to Newcastle and we seemed pretty fast, and obviously we've come here and they're two completely different circuits, and you know, the team's been really fast, so. Um, yeah, I mean, going to the next round of Perth, there's no reason why we, you know, shouldn't be up the front, but, you know, anything can happen, and uh, it's a pretty steep learning curve with this car, so a lot of other teams can jump up as well. The last race of the AGP was won by Brock Feeney with a sneaky strategy. Feeney says his and SVG's wins were triumphs amid Triple H's recent adversities. Yeah, I wouldn't say we were too, you know, obviously well bummed about the result getting taken away from us, but um, yeah, we, we still know where we finished at Newcastle and, and we still crossed the line in that position. So no one was real down coming into this weekend. We obviously just wanted to go out and and we needed to start clawing back some points. So it's been a it's been a good good recovery weekend, I think. Um, not sure where we finished overall. I think Shane will be second and I might be third, but um, yeah, overall it's been a good weekend. Um, but yeah, these guys these guys are quick, so we got to Triple A boss Jamie Wincup also thinks it was a good rebound as he continues to gripe about the disqualification of the team's 1-2 in the first race at Newcastle. Yeah, I think so. I couldn't be happier with the team's performance. Both drivers did a great job. Engin it was hard work in engineering land this weekend with the, with the mixed compound. But um, couldn't couldn't be happier. We did we did a did a great job. Didn't quite get the chocolates for the round win, but um, come very close. And Brock Brock had a great great pole position and a win, so couldn't be happier. Mm. After the disrupted couple of weeks, was it was it hard, you know, keeping the morale up, keeping the momentum going? No, it actually fueled the fueled the morale. You know, we were we were felt we felt like we were pretty hard done by, and we didn't deserve the penalty we got. So. That only fired us up to, to come out strong this weekend and beyond. So, you know, if anything, it was anything it helps. But, but I'd rather I'd rather have the points though. You know, I'd rather have the first win of the year and the points. But um, hey, we, we can't get that back. All we can do now is look forward. Well, of course, losing those points that well that makes this a bit more of a challenge, doesn't it? Um, so, well, I guess to put it in simple terms. Um, you guys have got to fight harder than ever now. Yeah, we do, we do. And, and while that's good for the spectacle, that's not, it's not, not justice. You know what I mean? We, um, we, we worked, we felt like we worked harder than anybody else and we, we dropped two cars on the grid and um, we, we won two in the first race. And we, you know, unfortunately that's, that's history now. We're, ne we're never going to get that back. But as I said, all we can do is, is, um, is put that energy into um, trying to make a stronger moving forward. And what do you think of, of Erebus and you know, particularly Brody Kostecki, but also Will Brown? I mean, they're suddenly bringing the, the fight to you guys. Yeah, no, they did a great job this weekend and uh, certainly deserving of the Larry Perkins trophy. The, the Brody and, and the whole team did a great job. Um, so no, no, the, their cars are quick. 
um, we yeah, there's 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 a fight. You know, it was Mostert last weekend or at Newcastle, and and now it was Erebus this weekend. So that the fights fights will come from all the way along pit lane. Um, but yeah, we we'll do what we do and just keep keep fighting whoever throws uh, throws the most at us. The AGP saw a messy partial return to form for DJR after its horror weekend at Newcastle. Anton De Pasquale and Will Davison showed improved pace, only to be tripped up by pit stop errors. But according to DJR chief and former North Melbourne AFL coach David Noble, the results belied a big improvement for what should be the top Ford team. Pole day one, I thought, you know, we thought Will's car was pretty competitive yesterday and today. Um, Anton had probably two good solid races. So, yeah, definitely, I think we've taken a step forward. So what's changed? Has, you know, has a lot of work had to go on between Newcastle and here? I think so. I think a couple of the changes, the ride height at the back, you know, the extra lift has helped us. Um, yeah, we've had more time, I think, to analyse race data uh, from that side of things. So, yeah, the boys have worked really hard. Credit to them to get the cars back into a level of competitiveness that, yeah, we were, we were quite happy with this weekend. And some changes, I gather, overnight that, well, at least helped on some pace anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, a bit of work on Anton's car to get it back to starting today. Um, we all had some pretty good balance yesterday and we were able to carry that through. So look, the, the engineers have found a path, I think, that's working towards where they'd like to get, you know, the car in the right window. I think we're finding some good tools as well to, you know, to tweak the car up as we're getting to understand it and know it better. Has your experience with trying to lift a struggling team, yeah. as you had to do at North <laughs> Melbourne, um, <laughs> has that helped you um, at least maintain or, or lift momentum since Newcastle? Yeah, look... Uh, what, sorry, yeah, morale since Newcastle. Uh, yeah, well, look, they were pretty flat. Yeah, as a group, we were pretty flat, I think. You know, very proud group in the way that we want to display our racing and what we want to provide our fans. So I think it's it was still about some of the learnings that we took away from it, where we could grow. Um, you know, we put more time into certain elements around what we need to improve on you know pit stops is one example we need to continue to get better at those um, so yeah look I, I think it's it's not getting too down you almost have a 24-hour rule you know it's like okay now let's where do we need to focus where do we need to target what what and how we're going to improve and they, they did that really well over the last couple of weeks veteran driver will davison agrees that djr is making real progress yeah definitely definitely real progress for us um, certainly in terms of results um, not a great weekend, quite a messy weekend for, for a lot of people just with the nature of the, the formats and the unpredictable nature of the, the wet weather rule and we were caught out twice on the hard tyres. So messy weekend but forgetting all that, um, certainly progress and we knew, we knew we had, Newcastle was certainly a bit uncharacteristic but we knew we were um, very much um, a bit under underprepared there just with the enormity of the workload, which same for everyone, but for whatever reason, we just didn't have a smooth build-up with testing, and we got a bit caught out there. We hadn't really spent any time on the performance of the car. Um, so since then, uh, you know, we've really been able to iron out a few niggles that we had. Um, really quite um, 
important ones that we faced um, in Newcastle with the clutch, which was causing us all sorts of grief. So we haven't had any problems there this weekend. Um, we've been able to really work on some car setup. We've really sort of finally started to understand a bit of direction as to what these cars like. And, um, you know, so it's a, yeah, it was, you know, it's funny being uh, obviously a team of our success, but feel like we're um, just back in a, you know, having to rebuild a little bit. Um, but, you know, you know the calibre of what we got here and, um, you know, it won't, won't take us long to, to get back. So are there, you know, you've been around this business way long enough to know what's working or not. So are there clear signs that as we go to the next round at Wanneroo, there's a plan and the means within the team, to, well, to get back to taking the fight to Triple Eight and now Erebus? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, we're just focusing on ourselves at the moment and, um, you know, working on, you know, you know, our pit stops and yeah, a lot of little things and um, all, all made really good progress on that front. And um, yeah, at the moment, you know, we were the leading forward home today, um, you know, had a pretty solid race. We were second across the line yesterday, obviously had a messy pit release there. So disappointed, obviously, not to uh, be able to keep that trophy. Um, and today, yeah, it was, was, um, was, yeah, good, good. Gives us enough data to believe that we're on the right track. Um, you know, and obviously, um, I'll, we'll just focus on what we can. You know, there's a lot of very fast Camaros at the moment. Um, it's very difficult to race them at the moment for us. Um, but I'm sure, you know, I'm sure there'll, you know, be a few few changes there to help us out. Supercars and the teams now have a few weeks to contemplate and improve before the next round in Perth at the end of the month. More after this short break. The Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast, it's all in the name, it's all motorsport. Focused on those who make significant contributions to the sport we love. Correct. Some people might only see a dozen motor racing events each year, but the truth is that our sport never stops. Almost every weekend there's a car race going on somewhere. And Gaz, you're at most of them. Ah, uh, yes, and if I'm not there, you certainly are. And you'll hear from us on the Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast every fortnight. You're listening to Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty. At the Australian Grand Prix, Supercars Chief Executive Shane Howard broke his silence in the wake of the Newcastle controversies. In a long exchange with key media, Howard addressed many issues. At the top of the list was recent suggestions, led by Shane Van Gisbergen, the supercars drivers were being gagged from making critical comments about the Gen 3 cars. Howard issued an assurance that drivers are free to speak their minds on any subject. Yeah, we're not gagging anyone. Um, certainly, um, you know, I speak openly and freely with um, you know, all the drivers. Um, and I, have, I did phone Shane. Um, after uh, after Newcastle, and um, you know, encouraged um, Shane and the driver group to you know post that event, give us some good strong feedback on you know their thoughts of the car. So why did he feel like on the Sunday after the race that he just shut down? He, he couldn't speak, and then subsequently in social media he mentioned you know that he'd been spoken to by quotes. Top brass, unquote. I've I've never told anybody not to express their opinions, right? I uh, during the driver briefing for uh, for uh, Newcastle, 
Um, I, I addressed the driver's briefing, just opened it because, you know, to one, thank everybody for the, everything that they've done to get us to this point. Um, you know, they managed that, you know, very well. You know, obviously, Newcastle's pretty tough circuit to debut a new product. That's all good, but just to be very clear, Shane, yep. the drivers are free to speak their mind in public forums, that is media, social media. Yes, in a respectful manner and a professional manner, Mark, mm -hmm. of course. Yeah, we, we don't suppress anything, you know, that they say. But yeah, look, sometimes you, you know, they, they need to, you know, everybody's got to have the full story too, right? Um, and obviously leading in to Newcastle, there was a lot going on, um, you know, in regard to finalising the, you know, the, um, you know, the, the uh, parity um, validation, etc., and our approach on that was, you know, it's so important. It's such an important you know, thing to get right for everybody, all stakeholders and fans. That you know, you measure twice, cut once. Howard also addressed the future of the Newcastle 500, which is up for renewal amid community and government scrutiny. Yeah, obviously it was a you know it was a, a great event. Um, you know, it sort of provides a fantastic bookend for our series, um, and uh, we want to be back in Newcastle. Um, you know that that that's a great event for the championship and uh, all our stakeholders. So we we want to be back there. There's if you look at it, it's a it's a tripartite decision. So obviously the, um, the state government and supercars and the city um, need to be aligned and, and of course it has to provide return on investment for all parties. Um, but the indications are, you know, that um, you know, what it delivers is significant. Uh, it delivers signif significant economic benefit for the state and the city um, and, uh, and we truly value it. So. Uh, be, the, it's obviously going through a, um, a process now where the government will assess all these KPIs and um, you know, we would like to be in a position by um, end, of, end of May to know uh, where we are with that, with that decision. That decision needed by the end of May coincides with a call on whether supercars will return to New Zealand next year. Where it would be held and who would fund it are questions still to be answered, but Howard is adamant that Supercars hasn't given up on a Kiwi race. No, we'll never give up on going back to New Zealand. It's very important to us. Um, you know, and we've got a really strong fan base there and we want to be back in New Zealand. Um, I, you know, there, there's, there's a couple of challenges there because um, not having a circuit inside the um, uh, Auckland Shire um, now with Pukekohe gone um, really determines that uh, you, we need to apply to major events New Zealand so it's not through um, Auckland uh, they've changed the, uh, 
Services in Auckland Unlimited, used to be a TEED, Auckland Unlimited. Um, they've been very supportive, very good to deal with, and um, we've driven good results there. But the applications now go through major events. That process is, is quite long. Their process is um, extensive. Um, so um, there's certainly an appetite there uh, from them. And then you know you look at what venues are available um, to you, whether Hamptons or you know um, uh, you can't. Uh, that's not the correct pronunciation. Mark. I know. Sorry. Tapua. Thanks, Greg. Tapua. Yes. Um, so yeah. yeah. I mean. But that's the only two viable alternatives, really. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we're looking next year, getting back next year? We would like to be, but we need to get a decision out of government as quickly as possible. Um, if we can get that decision out of government, um, in, a, you know, in line with our cal calendar development, we will be going to New Zealand. For fans, the good news is that Supercars is determined to lock in next year's calendar by the Bathurst 1000 in early October at the latest. We like to be by sort of end of May, really have you know the venues that are we have available to us, and then by end of June you're making a decision, um, then going through the process with the you know submitting the calendar to MA and FIA and um, and then obviously working workshopping it with our teams etc. Um, and then traditionally we always. Um, yeah, originally we, we used to launch the calendar at uh, Sandown and it kind of drifted to Bathurst um, but it'll be that's our normal time for announcing the calendar publicly. So by Bathurst at the latest you would hope? Yep. And still 12, 13? Open to opportunities Mark. Are you yeah. looking at opportunities? Of course we, all, band, I mean. we always look at opportunities. This year's supercars schedule was delayed by hopes of getting on the Formula One Singapore Grand Prix support race program. That's still on the agenda, but there are many complexities and costs to be overcome. Back after this important message. Race Fuels is Australia's leading supplier of racing fuel to national and state level motorsport. And its range of racing fuels includes the BP Supercars E85, which is available to grassroots races. For power and protection over pump fuel, Race Fuels imports the Elf Race 102, as used by Porsche Carrera Cup and the Touring Car Masters. More info on Race Fuels E85 and Elf Race 102 is available at racefuels.com.au. You're listening to Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty. It was a dramatic and at times exciting weekend at Albert Park. At the same time, IndyCars were racing at Texas Motor Speedway and MotoGP was in Argentina. With his roundup of all the weekend's racing, here's Grant Rowley, thanks to our partner, Bob Jane T. Marks. Max Verstappen took victory in a dramatic Formula One Rolex Australian Grand Prix after multiple red flags interrupted the race at Albert Park. In the end, Verstappen proved too good for Mercedes driver Lewis Hamilton and Fernando Alonso of Aston Martin. Title contenders Charles Leclerc and George Russell retired, while Australian Oscar Piastri scored his first ever points in Formula One, finishing eighth. 
The race was marred by two restarts with the final one coming with just two laps to go and a dramatic restart that saw multiple cars crash out in spectacular circumstances. Supporting the event, the Repco Supercars Championship contested four races to decide the Larry Perkins Trophy. Coca-Cola Racing by Erebus driver Brody Kostecki took the LP Trophy with two race wins, while Red Bull Ampol Racing, Shane Van Gisbergen and Brock Feeney claimed the other wins. For Feeney, his win meant that he became the youngest ever winner of a Supercars race, aged 20. Kostecki leads the title by 32 points from Chaz Mostert with a further 54 back to Van Gisbergen. Painter Dixon Porsche Carrera Cup launched its 2023 season at Albert Park with mixed conditions providing some interesting racing. The first race was cancelled while Max Fado and Jackson Walls shared the other wins. In the Pro-Am class, Adrian Flack took the honours while Bob Jane Teammates driver Rodney Jane finished on the podium in Pro-Am. Black was in the news earlier in the weekend when he was involved in an incident with Simon Fallon. Fallon was tipped onto his roof at the final corner during qualifying, ruling him out for the weekend. The Bob Jane teammates Porsche will now need to be reshelled ahead of the next round in Darwin. Also at Albert Park for the first time was FIA Formula 2. Aussie Jack Doohan was out of luck as he was tapped into a spin during race one, but charged through to eighth in the second race. Norwegian Dennis Hoyer and Ayuman Iwasa shared the wins. In FIA Formula 3, Argentine Franco Colapinto and Italian Gabriel Bortello split the wins as Aussie Christian Mansell led home the local charge in 11th. In MotoGP, Italian Marco Bezzecchi won for Ducati in the latest round in Argentina. It was a podium lockout for the Italian Mark as... Johan Zarco and Alex Marquez filled the minors. And in IndyCar, an exciting battle in Texas was decided in favor of Joseph Newgarden. Newgarden overtook Pato Award for the win just prior to a red flag with Alex Palau in third. David Malakas finished an impressive fourth for Dale Coyne Racing. Kiwis Scott Dixon and Scott McLaughlin were fifth and sixth, while Aussie Willpower was classified 16th. That's the racing news from home and abroad. My name is Grant Rowley reporting for Parked Up Plus with thanks to our great friends at Bob Jane Teammates. Thanks, Grant. Finally, four new inductees to the Australian Motorsport Hall of Fame. The latest legends to be enshrined are John Goss, the colourful character who is the only driver to win both the Australian Grand Prix and Bathurst 1000, pioneering Aussie female racer Joan Richmond, drag racing legend Victor Bray, and karting stalwart Remo Luciani. All very deserved inductees who were honoured at the AGP over the weekend. Well, that's it for now. Back next week with the latest news and views on what's happening in motorsport. In the meantime, tune in to Parked Up with Grant Rowley on Thursday, looking ahead to the Bathurst Six Hour over Easter. And don't forget Network R's other must-listen podcasts. Tanae McLeod and Prayer Richards present Girls on the Grid each Monday and every second Friday, Gary O'Brien and Darren Smith host the Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Show. This has been Parked Up Plus, 
where you hear the big news from the big names every week. I'm Mark Fogarty. Thanks for listening. You've just listened to another Network R production. Hi, Rodney Jane here. At Bob Jane T-Marts, we're all about safer holiday driving. This April, get one tyre free when you buy three selected Bridgestone, Yokohama or Dunlop tyres. Plus, up to $150 instant cash back on selected tyre brands like Bridgestone, Michelin, Pirelli, Goodyear, Continental and Dunlop. We won't be beaten with our best tyre price guarantee. Shop online at bobjane.com.au. At Bob Jane T-Marts, we'll look after you. Tests and C's apply. Bob Jane.